Welcome to the Linsanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome into another edition of the Linsanity Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before we get into the podcast, I want to give a quick shout out to you incredible listeners. Please don't be afraid to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast, whether it's the Back Shoulder Fade, whether it's the uh, whether this podcast, whether it's the Power Hour, Circle City Cinema, you name it, plenty of content for you. I mean, I know Zach just loves talking about the Academy. It's it's his hobby. It's something he enjoys. Uh, he just respects the the work that uh, they put a together. Great voting over the years. body, phenomenal I mean, voting body. When I think of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, I don't think of Oscars, uh, which is what the Academy thought of uh, <laughs> uh, this week. And uh, you know, I know Zach will have full uh, full discussion about why that's a great that's a great call by the Oscars. So. I, I'm looking forward to, you know, the, the, this pod we got tonight on Lynn Sanity. Uh, we're we're going to go into uh, a quick reaction of some head coaches, but we really want to try to save uh, some reaction for uh, the following week. Uh, we think there's going to be some more dominoes. So uh, we'll just talk a little bit about Harbaugh before we uh, jump into the games, dissect the games, get ready for the preview uh, of the conference championships. And then uh, who knows, we might have some fun at the end. So uh, we got, Let's let's just jump right into it, Bryce. Uh, you know we're recording on a Wednesday night, and on Wednesday night, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers found their head coach. Harbaugh is going to the Chargers. Um, obviously, there's there's some other hires that will you know that happen, but again, we'll talk about those next week. Uh, the Harbaugh one literally just came in tonight. Uh, so, Bryce, I mean, this was kind of a hey, you know, this is the spot for him. Felt like this was the the connecting piece, and uh, he, he's going to go to the Chargers. He's going to work with Justin Herbert. Yeah, I mean, this is the rumor all along. Uh, I mean, even before he was he was done with his own season. So um, you know, this is kind of what we expected from the beginning. Kind of flirted with Atlanta a little bit, um, but canceled that second interview. You know, once you saw that, once I saw that come across. Uh, you know, my, my phone, I was like, yeah, it's a done deal over there in LA. I he'll establish a culture. There's no doubt about it. Um, I think Herbert is probably, you know, thanking the heavens that he has a legitimate coach now. Uh, and I think it'll be interesting about the staff that, that, uh, Jim Harbaugh builds. Um, you know, we've heard rumors of who his OCs might be or his, uh, his coordinators might be. Um, but I mean, it, it is a good hire. I mean, he's proven it in the NFL. He he leaves uh, some suspect uh, time the the last three years in Michigan. Uh, you know, some suspect stuff in his wake, uh, which I don't love. Uh, you guys know my thoughts on that. You guys know my thoughts on that asterisk. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, it's a good time to jump ship there, Jimmy. Jimmy H, man of integrity, man of quality. To the NFL, where he actually belongs, even though he's a Michigan man, and I'm never leaving Michigan. Zach, any initial reactions to Harbaugh? Well, you know, I was on here, I think, and definitely off the record saying he would have been a fool to take any other job except this one. All this guy does is fix fix teams for the better, right? I mean, look what he look what he did for the 49ers. Look what he did. That that was a team. You know, I, I was looking at, I was telling Bryce about it. I looked it up at, at work uh, sometime this week. The 49ers hadn't made the playoffs since 2002 or three. 
he comes in there his first season, no expectations out of Stanford. Uh, they go to the NFC championship game. They only lose because the punt returner fumbles twice, right? The next year, uh, they go to the Super Bowl. They lose by three, right? Next year, uh, they go to the NFC championship again. Sorry, ass receiver like Crabtree. We all know that game. Uh, the next year, he kind of has disagreements with Caleb's favorite general manager, Trent Baalke, Uh, And then he ends Rightfully up... Rightfully so. You're right. And then he ends up uh, going back to Michigan, where I think I heard on a pod, or so, I read somewhere, that Michigan only had two double-digit win seasons like the previous 10 years before Jim Harbaugh. So he comes in there. To Bryce's point, it takes a few years, but Nine. eventually brings the title back. So all of this guy, all this guy does is he just he makes you better instantly, right? And that is what the Chargers need. That's that's what they need. This is can you think of a bigger upgrade? You go from Brandon Staley, who may have been the worst, and this is including Josh McDaniels, this is including Whoever else you want to throw in there may have been the worst coach in the NFL last year. When you account for the team performance plus giving up on the coach. I mean, that Raiders game was the epitome of giving up on your coach. You give up 62 or 63 points to the Raiders who I don't even think scored a touchdown the week before. Just a shocking exhibit of giving up on your coach. Now, you go from that to Jim Harbaugh, who has proven it at the college level and the NFL at the highest peaks. This was a great... It was the only hire the Chargers could have made, in my opinion. The only hire. I mean, look, he, he's a guy that certainly... He's going to win. Justin Herbert's definitely going to benefit from it. I have no doubt about that. I'd make a case that Harbaugh hasn't seen a, a more talented quarterback uh, when you look at his NFL days uh, than Herbert. And, you know, some of these weapons, veteran team like they have, you know, I think they'll benefit from this coach. No doubt about it. He's going to want to win. And, and there's an opportunity for them to really, you know, to, to compete, to compete well in this division. Obviously KC is KC, but, you know, Harbaugh certainly has the ability to, to make them think about it a little bit more, to, to push KC another level, potentially uh, make them think a little different about the charges than they did yesterday. So that's a quick reaction again. Uh, Antonio Pierce comes back to the Raiders. Callahan goes to the Titans. Uh, Washington looks like they might have found their guy. But again, we are going to focus solely on these games. We're going to do a full breakdown of all the coaching. Who knows? Maybe get some staff stuff too, which should be fun to uh, dissect as well. Uh, next up, uh, let's get into the games that, that took place on Saturday night, Saturday, and then we'll get into the games uh, that happened on Sunday. Uh, and the Houston Texans and the Baltimore Ravens in the divisional round uh, started this off. Uh, ESPN, the 230 slot, traditional, uh, traditional, traditional, traditional. And the Ravens uh, come out against Houston, you know, after a first half price that kind of looked shaky from both, you know, from both teams, 10 points, 10 even. And then all of a sudden, just the Ravens, particularly in the fourth, capitalized. But in the second half, it just felt like a different team. What did you see from them in the second half? 
to just kind of put this game away and not really let Houston get back in it or even feel like they had a chance, frankly. Yeah, I mean, it was just uh, it was just locking in, you know, just taking the opponent more serious of, yeah, the Texans are giving us fits here, you know, but we, we are better than them. And, and the Ravens are better than the Texans. It took a, a nice little halftime speech from Lamar that he talked about in his, in his post-game interview. Um, I thought Lamar played better in the second half. Now that he played poorly in the first half, but he played even better in the second half. Uh, he got it done on the ground. He got it done in the air. And then the defense just kind of took over too. I mean, they showed us why they're an elite defense still left um, in, in the playoffs. Uh, so I think it was just really just locking in and just taking your opponent serious and not losing, not underwhelming once again in the playoffs. Zach, it, it felt like, you know, the Ravens, particularly in the ground game, you know, combining for 229 yards, scoring two touchdowns. You know, I'm seeing your face here. It felt like they, they won the trenches. They won the trenches in the second half, which kind of set things up for what they wanted to do. What, what did you think of the way that the Ravens came out here and, and, uh, and put together uh, in the divisional round? I mean, they did, they did win the trenches. Uh, if you're talking just strictly from a front's perspective, I mean, you're not going to find much better than the Ravens. And, and, you know, Bryce mentioned Lamar making the adjustments at the half. Well, Mike McDonald made the adjustments too. I think Mike McDonald went in the locker room and was like, if I want a head coaching job, I got to look in the mirror here because I, I can't lose this game. Yeah. I can't lose this game. And they stepped it up in the second half. You know, I, I think, uh, I don't think the Texans scored in the second half, did they? They did not. No, and they didn't even score an offensive touchdown. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So they Most kept three points. That, yeah. So they kept maybe the hottest quarterback in the league. Uh, to no touchdowns, no points. I think that is that's something to say. But I mean, the Ravens proved why, you know, in my opinion, they've been the best team in the league this year. And obviously, this week's going to be a much taller task. But they couldn't they couldn't lose this game. I mean, this would have been comparable to the Cowboys losing to the Packers. I mean, it, it would have been where you have this season of. Awesome success. Uh, you know, you want things to be different. You have your best players having great individual success, and then it all just comes crashing down in one game. Um, it would have been really easy to draw parallels to the Cowboys if the Ravens had lost this game. But, you know, thankfully they didn't. And I, we're going to get, I think, a shootout of epic proportions, I hope. Yeah, I mean, if, if, you know, them coming out scoring 34 like that, you know, in Houston, I, I you know, we, we've touched on it all year, but th- this was a frisky team, no question about it. 10 and 7, they got to be thrilled with their season, being able to come in, get this oh, division yeah. title, uh, you know, host a playoff game compared to expectations. I mean, this was, you could argue they probably exceeded expectations more than anybody in the league. Uh, and and just, just what they're set up to be, I mean, it, they're going to be a force in the AFC South, no question about it. When you got a guy like Stroud and, and what Ryan's is building over there, and you know, obviously, well, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll get into uh, Chiefs and Ravens here in a bit, but uh, the next game on the list, um, uh, the game that I, I don't know, you can make a debate for, I guess, both the games on Sunday too. But the game I found to be the most back and forth and compelling was was the Packers and the Niners. I mean, just you talk about one of those games where everything was fought tooth and nail. 
and you know nothing was handed easy you know the packers came out looked strong niners made some plays and then you know at the end uh the san francisco defense and particularly dre greenlaw uh, comes up with that massive interception at the end of the game uh, to kind of seal the deal uh for this san francisco team and and here they are they're they're 12 and 5 you know and and look the way that i see this game from the niners is you know i i don't like the fact that they started off slow uh i don't think this is the type of team that can certainly do that uh i don't i don't know if that's the business you want to be in with purdy as your quarterback but you know they 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 made enough they made enough plays they they executed uh, and they fought off a a team in Green Bay that's just absolutely they were playing like they had nothing to lose. Uh, it wasn't even really that I thought, you know, and I'm not saying they haven't gotten better, certainly, but just they were playing so free because of expectation on the other team in both of their playoff games that you know, I think it just allowed them to be what they want to be, what Lafleur wanted them to be. Uh, and and this Niners team just made literally just like a couple plays difference. You look at George Kittle and his 81 yards and a touchdown. I thought Ayuk had a big catch down the stretch. Uh, Debo obviously being hurt is, is a storyline that I think is going to be worth pointing out, seeing what happens there. But this is a team that I think is, you know, enamored people with their offense, right? We get, we, we talk about Shanahan and we talk about it, the offense of Shanahan uh, and what they can bring on that front. But, you know, I think this is one of those games that kind of reminds me, I guess, that the defense and the floor of their defense is just it's it's got to be the safest in the league because it was it was not an imperfect game. It was not a great game from the Niners, but their defense was was still making plays and doing so to where the Niners didn't have a ton of pressure on them to score 30 points or something like that, which is what it seems like they've been doing all year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the defense came up big when they needed to. They they weren't able to get enough pressure on Jordan Love, though. Like uh, They weren't able to bring him down. Zero sacks. But the two turnovers are huge. Now, the second turnover, obviously, was Jordan Love making a play. And it was a really bad play that we really haven't seen Jordan Love make in a very long time. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to kill him for it. Uh, you know, yes, it was first and 10. He didn't really need to make that throw. He could have just thrown it away and lived to see another day and give him, give his team a shot. But I mean, San Francisco came up big when they needed to and Brock Purdy, uh, you know, got him and, and Shanahan dispelled the fourth quarter woes that they're known for. And they delivered a touchdown, uh, you know, with just a tad over a minute left, um, you know, Carlson misses the kick. Cut Carlson, please, for the love of God, cut him. Cut him immediately, just like you did cut. Joe Barry today, uh, which cut. also needed to happen. But, I mean, you have to be thrilled if you're Green Bay. I mean, Jordan Love's first year, Matt LaFleur actually gets to run a legitimate offense and has a quarterback that is willing to learn and is coachable, unlike Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, he's got to be thrilled with the progress that they made. And they were... They were a play, a play or two away from winning this game. And I got to say, Caleb, I don't know. I don't know if he knew who to root for. 
His two his, his two most hated hated quarterbacks and, and you know okay. Her, okay. Her, her and Love. No, he, no, he didn't know no, what to no. do. He didn't know no, what to do. No, no. And his favorite coach too. No, his favorite no. coach. I got a, I, he was, yeah, right. He well, you know what? He was probably rooting for Green Bay to win that game because just so he could try to come on here on the pod and and you know try to shove it to us. You know, but but once again, you know, shoved it to you again, Lynn. Brock Purdy. Showing up big time, right? My man Brock Purdy, looking good. But I mean, in all honesty, Green Bay was the better team in this game. Uh, they probably should have won this game. But San Francisco showed the resolve, showed the grit, did it without Debo. Debo up at status up in the air. It's huge if they don't have. We'll talk more about it. But San Francisco, lucky to win this game. But you need a little luck in the playoffs to get where you need to go. Uh, Zach, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Well, San Francisco got lucky. I mean, it's just point blank. They got lucky. They got lucky. Jordan Love made a mistake he hasn't made in two months, like Bryce said. Uh, And they got lucky Andres Carlson sucks. You know, I think Packers fans shared in Matt LaFleur's quote that he prays every time he goes out there. I mean, I would. I would. There's no context. That was the exact context he said. Yeah, no. What other context could it have been, Matt? But listen, listen, I, I don't care how dumb this sounds. I don't care because I've said it to you guys off the record. I'm saying it here. I don't care how dumb it sounds. Green Bay has to make kicker a top priority in the offseason. I don't care if it's a trade. I don't care if it's a free agency sign. I mean, this guy sucks. He cost you this game. He cost you this game. You could be in the NFC title game right now, sitting pretty against your division rival whose ass you kicked on Thanksgiving. You could, you know, you could be looking at a Super Bowl appearance potentially. That's not out of the realm here if you have a good kicker. It's not. It's not. And I know I come on here and say, you know, cut this guy, cut this guy, this guy sucks, but like you seriously have to. You have to with with Carlson. I mean, he's just he's terrible. He's terrible. And so I, my, my shock level when Matt LaFleur said that, I was like, I'm sure you do, Matt. I'm sure you do. I mean, this is, you know, but no, the Packers, they were the better team the whole game. It's definitely the whole second half until the final drive for the Niners. Um, you know, Greg Olson even said on the broadcast before that drive started or during the drive, he was like, you know, if Brock Purdy wants to, Dispel some of these narratives about him. You know, he's got to do what the big money quarterbacks do, and that's get it done on the final drive. And he did. He did. You know, he had a nice run near the goal line uh, for the first down, I think. But, you know, if the Niners play like they did against Green Bay, against Detroit this week, they're not going to win. They're not going to win. I'm pretty confident saying that. They're just not. With the way Aaron Glenn is calling this defense, Aaron Glenn, who has shoved it. You? You say that about Aaron Glenn? He, yeah. Aaron Glenn has shoved it up my ace the past. The, I, I, <laughs> I did it a little bit on BSF. You know, you know, wild card round, he's going up against a potent offense, an offense that won the Super Bowl two years ago. Two elite receivers in that game, a really good running game, and the best coach in the league on the other side. And he called a great game. And then, you know, the following week, he goes up against 
Baker Mayfield is going through a renaissance with Dave Canal, uh, Dave Canales, uh, another great receiving core with Evans and Godwin, uh, Otten, another good solid running game with uh, Rashad White, and he called another great game. Aaron Glenn did, so he's just rising to the occasion here, trying to get a head coaching job, I guess. But yeah, I'm I'm serious, guys. If if San Fran plays like they did against Green Bay, they will not win. They will not win. Would you well, I mean, this was, uh, I mean, look, I thought it was going bad for the Niners. I really did. I, I was watching. Oh, you were rooting and, for uh, it. You were, you were reveling. No, no, That's no, why I didn't I, hear I, from I, you. That's no, why we didn't no, hear from you. Were you, you were reveling. Look, you were, you were like, yes, yes. I was, I was, you had your text ready. I, yeah, he was texting me. He said, I know he was. He said, he said, if San Fred loses, what do you do about Shanahan? Oh, oh my god, god. I did, you did, you did, did say that. You're insufferable. You're insufferable. You're gonna fire Shanahan. You're gonna fire Shanahan. I'm just saying that this oh, is you're a clown. conversation. You're a clown. You were hinting, you were hinting at moving off Shanahan. There is some really good storylines if the Niners lose early, and you guys know it. What storylines? No, look, I said if they had lost that game, it'd be the worst loss of Kyle Shanahan's career. And that you'd probably move off Brock Purdy if you're John Lynch. Yeah, you're not moving off Shanahan. Are you? You would you have moved off Purdy? Probably. If they if they if you lose this game, game, are you yes. moving off Purdy? Probably. Detroit. No. If 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 the Detroit Lions beat the San Francisco 49ers, are you moving off Brock Purdy? Might have to. No. It's 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 not out of the realm, but I I don't know. I mean, he got you to an NFC Championship game. No, I was saying two years in a row. By the way. If I'm yeah. saying if he had lost to Green Bay and didn't have that last drive to salvage himself, Purdy, that is, he would have moved off him because he was playing like ass up till, until that last drive. He just was. I just, I look, this, this Niners team, I mean, they got to get it done. They got the most pressure on them. It's not close. Here they got to go. get to the, they got to get, they got to get there. They got to beat the Lions this week. They got to get to the Super Bowl. It's, it's, it's in the Are cards. In the for picks them. yet? It's in the cards for them, but no, we'll see, no we'll see what happens. No, okay, we'll see what happens. I mean, this Green Bay team, Calm. you know, look, you know, obviously, it's- I had a relationship with, you know, Jordan Love was off and on. You know, it's like a, it's like a breakup yeah, song. He did. You know, he's your new bake. A, he's your new bake. It was, it was like a new breakup song. <laughs> you know, and uh, it was just this song I was singing for a while, and then I was down in the dumps, and then I needed to write about it, and then get my feelings again, and come back up to yeah, come back up to positivity. And uh, Jordan Love certainly in the second half played like a quarterback that I, you know, look, played, played way better than my expectations. No doubt about it in the second half. I mean, first half of the season, he sucked. I'm not going to apologize for that. But second half of the season, uh, he, he really stepped it up. I mean, he, he stepped it up in a massive way. He's a top 10 quarterback for me in the league right now. I said it last week. I mean, I'm going to keep saying it. I think he's in that, that conversation uh, going into next year. And, you know, certainly with the with the talent that they have. You know, they've, they've got a shot. I mean, they've, they've got a shot to really kill it. But, you know, they're in an interesting division um, because the Detroit Lions are, you know, not a, a, a team to take lightly. And, uh, you know, they're in a position here to now make a conference championship appearance. And, and they just beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 31 to 23 um, in a game that, you know, I thought was was really fascinating because, you know, it felt like Detroit was trying to get back, you know, like. 
they come out and and it feels like one of those games where you watch it play out and you're just like, man, Choice is letting them hang in there. And then and then you just felt like they were letting them hang in there. And then Tampa scores a touchdown at 17. It's like, oh my gosh, like what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Jared Goff seasoning is what's happening, you guys. His seasoning, his paw, his poise, this, you know, his leadership that he's playing with, I think it's just been outstanding. Uh, 30 of 43, 287 yards. For me personally, I thought he played the best out of any quarterback uh, in these divisional rounds. I, I thought he looked spectacular. I uh, thought he had everything going. Uh, this offense was moving very effectively. And, you know, Zach touched on it earlier, but certainly this defense has got to get some credit. I mean, they absolutely put some pressure on them. Four sacks in this game, uh, four tackles for loss. Uh, they got eight quarterback hits on Mayfield uh, and then, you know, was able to get two interceptions. Derek Barnes, the big one at the end, and then Gardner Johnson in the beginning. I mean, this is a Detroit team, Bryce, that, you know, last year, certainly they showed that grit and it felt like they were headed in the right direction. And, you know, we were all like, well, you know, we just got to see it. We got to see it. You know, obviously it's not going to be given to them. And really proved everybody right. I mean, but certainly an NFC conference championship game, that is not what I had on my bingo card uh, at the beginning of the season. Mm, yeah, I'm. I am thrilled for the Lions. I am absolutely thrilled. And this was another gritty win in the playoffs. Detroit, fourteen fourth quarter points. Tampa Bay was matching them up until that fourth quarter. And this is exactly what I, I think. If Dan Campbell like had a game in mind, like that would be it. Like wear them down. Fine. You want to hang in there for three quarters? Well, guess what? We're coming for you. We're still coming in the fourth quarter. So you, you better be ready. You better be ready. Otherwise, we're, we're going to beat you. And that's exactly what happened. Jared Goff, fantastic game once again. Jameer Gibbs, awesome game. St. Brown, awesome game. I, I've said this time and time again about the Lions and particularly particularly about Ben Johnson. He knows exactly who to get the ball to. We don't do a whole lot of cute stuff. We don't do a whole lot of dumb stuff where you're like, what the heck was that? It's we're getting the ball to Gibbs, Montgomery, and Amon Ra, and Laporta. And we're going to sprinkle in the other guys. But but those four guys are going to see heavy dosages. Gibbs, nine carries. Montgomery, 10 carries. Amon Ra, 14 targets. Sam Laporta, 11 targets. Uh, Gibbs had four targets in the past game as well. So he, he knows exactly who to get the ball to. And that's why they're winning games. They're relying on their playmakers. And then you got Jared Goff, uh, you know, at the helm. Same thing defensively. Aiden Hutchinson bowling in these playoffs. Probably the best defensive guy in the playoffs so far. Out, out, out of all the teams. And, and I, I don't know that it's particularly close, honestly. He's had eight sacks in his last four games, and that includes two playoff games. They're incredible numbers. Incredible numbers. So Lions are rolling, man. I really like them. Shove it on Craig Reynolds. Lynn, even he got a touch and got it in on fourth and goal. You can shove it. Uh, Tampa. Absolutely shove it. Nothing to hang their heads about. They were in this game. We uh, We left them for dead in our preseason pods. We bought the hype of the quarterback video that one in camp. If you remember where 
Uh, I think it was Trask and yes. Baker were just throwing absolute just ducks and we're like, this team is screwed. Bulls is going to get cut. And they finished nine and eight, won the division and made the divisional playoffs and lost to a really good team on the road. How can you be mad at that? You know, so and, and they had they had chances. They had chances, just didn't take advantage. So I, good for Bake. Great story this season. But even better story with Detroit making an NFC championship game. I mean, we haven't seen the, the Lions make the playoffs in a long time, let alone an NFC championship game since 91. Guys, we weren't even alive. We weren't even thought of yet. No. So, I mean, it's just, it's fun to see. I'm happy for them. Zach. It's absolutely fun to see. I mean, Caleb asked, the, you know, was Derek Barnes having the interception, the greatest play in Lions history. Can you name me another play? Oh, there's got to be some Barry run. Because I, I mean, there's got to be. I mean, at least in our lifetime, it has to be the best. And the only other one you could say is that famous clip of Stafford throwing the touchdown with basically no shoulder. But, you know, that wasn't a playoff game. That was just regular season game. Uh, but, I mean, this is probably, I mean, it's easily the best season in Lions history in the Super Bowl era. I think you have to say that. Yes. Um, and, and, yeah, the Bucks. I mean, I, I know for a fact, these words came out of my mouth, that every coach in the NFC South could be fired this year. And I included Todd yeah. Bowles. Yep. Todd Bowles now, in my opinion, is knocking on the door if he's not already of being a top 10 coach in the league for what he's done. All right. Wow. And Baker Mayfield, wow. I mean. Interesting. Baker Mayfield, like. We, I was laughing. I mean, me and Bryce were at work. We had Cowherd on. And I remember it was Mayfield versus Trask unclear who has the advantage in camp. And me and Bryce were laughing, saying, hammer the under. What a disaster this team's going to be. Bulls swan song. And then here they are, you know, months down the road later, winning a playoff game. Not only winning that playoff game, destroying that Eagles team. The defending NFC champion destroyed them. I mean... And it wasn't an easy task for this team. I mean, and I I thought this was a joke by Chris Collinsworth. And I know Caleb caught it. I know Caleb caught the comment by Collinsworth, but it was basically saying, you know, it was coming down to it in the game of Bucks Lions. And Collinsworth basically said, you know, if May if Mayfield wants to get out of Brady's shadow, guys, he's gonna have to come up with something. It's like, shut up, Collinsworth. Nobody was thinking, nobody in America, not even Tom Brady was thinking, man, Baker's gotta do something here or else, you know, they're gonna be like, Wow, shoulda, shoulda get Tom around for another nobody. Nobody was thinking that. Great successful season for the Buccaneers. Um, nothing to hang your head about. Nothing at all. Nothing. Nothing to hang your head about. Um, you know, Canales um, looks like there's a chance he could get hired as head coach. Um, I like looks. it on the. I mean, I'd like it on the record that we pretty yeah, much said it before everybody looks. else. 
But I mean, you look at you look at this you look at this. Uh, Amazing what happens when you replace Leftwich. Amazing. <laughs> oh look, Amazing. I mean, Bowles Bowles certainly uh, deserves a lot of respect and some admiration. I mean, if you're a Jets fan, I'd I mean, you, you let him go at the can. I mean, it'd be nice to see Todd Bowles still around the team when they're not. You let him go for fan. Adam Gase. You're, you're a Jets fan. I mean, you're 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 uh, you're not necessarily thrilled with what Bowles is doing. Maybe not even a Cardinals fan. I mean. What what he what he did with this with this group is certainly admirable and you know look I, this Detroit team when they're on I mean they're cooking everywhere they're getting the run game going they're getting the pass game going they're they're really controlling uh, with that balance and it felt like that showed in a, bit, a big way and uh, looking forward to see what they do next week. Lastly, uh, a game that you know everybody kind of had marked. Um, and <laughs> You know, has been ending the same way as just about what last six, seven, however many times they played over the last couple of years. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, won twenty-seven to twenty-four over uh, the Buffalo Bills, and um, I'm just going to come right out and say it: it's not a rivalry. I'm, I don't want it talked about like that. It's not a rivalry. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the narrative being talked about. I'm tired of the uh, the fact that people just keep saying that over and over and over again um, because it's just not true. I mean, I get it that, you know, if you're a Bills fan, you're going to say that, uh, you know, hey, we just haven't had a lot of those games at our place or whatever the case might be. And you know what? I mean, whatever. You're a team that has Super Bowl aspirations. Should it matter that a game is at your place or not? I mean, this this is it, it's one of those things to me where. You know, if you want to be at that level, you figure out a way to get it done on the road. You figure out a way to get it done at home when you get the chance to do it at home. And, you know, this Buffalo Bill team, uh, you know, was not able to do that against the Chiefs. Um, I don't think the Bills necessarily played bad. I don't want to come off bashing them. I don't think the Bills should sit there and feel like they played a, you know, not a great game uh, start to finish. I thought the ground game was pretty good. I thought that they had some success there. Uh, Allen, I thought. Know, lower statistics than normal, but I, I didn't come away from that game thinking that he was a problem. Um, but I did come away thinking something about this, something that, again, this pod has talked about for quite a while, Bryce, uh, is the lack of options in the passing game from this Buffalo Bill team. And, you know, they, they just do not have enough options uh, for them to work with. Diggs did not play very well, uh, and the production was not there. And uh, you look at what the Chiefs did, and they got, they got something from Marquez Valdez-Scantling. You know, Rasheed Rice had a, an okay game. Kelsey looked pretty solid with two touchdowns. And, you know, it felt like the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, just, <laughs> I think in weird ways, we expect, you know, to see a version of them that I don't know if we're going to see necessarily. But, you know, at the same time, they're getting games done in their own way. And here they are going to another AFC Conference Championship game. So, uh, I've been starting with Bryce forever. So, Zach, take us away on your initial thoughts. Well, you're absolutely right. It's not a rivalry. Um, I mean, 0-3 against Kansas City, Buffalo is um, in their three playoff matchups in this little era here, Mahomes-Allen era. The real, I mean, the real rivalry is Mahomes and Burrow, in my opinion. And that just kind of got buried by the media because Burrow was hurt this year. But Burrow actually has beaten Mahomes. In Arrowhead, 
He's beaten him, period. But he's actually beaten him at his place. Uh, so that's the real rivalry to me. I think the media... I mean, they were basically taking their pants off over the 13 seconds game before this game started. I don't know if you guys saw that, if you tuned in early enough to see it. They did like a featurette on that whole game. And it's like, and Jim and Tony were in the booth and they were like, man, we're sitting right here, you know, watching this. It was awesome. And it's like, yeah, great. But it was two years ago. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. We care about this game, right? So I agree with you. It's not a rivalry. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this claim even. Like, the Bills, that final drive, it was like they were scared to finally win the game. They were not aggressive. It was like they were given this chance. They caught a massive break after the dumbest, yeah. perhaps the dumbest yeah. play call I've ever seen in my life the fake punt on your own 20 with DeMar Hamlin. DeMar Hamlin couldn't even believe that play was run. Okay. Then you get this massive break with Andy Reid going to his grave for some reason, getting McCole Hardman looks and carries. McCole Hardman does what he does. He fumbles. He fumbles it through the end zone for a touchback. Bills get the break of a lifetime. And I just thought on that last drive, they were playing too conservative. They didn't want to, they had the PTSD from the 13 seconds game. They were like, we have too much time. We need to be methodical here. We can't leave them any time, basically. Yeah. You know, they went to Diggs deep and he dropped it. They went to Sherfield deep, he dropped it. I just felt like on that last drive, the moment kind of hit them. And they were like, wow, we can actually do this. And it's like they're too scared to actually do it. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. They get down there. They're not aggressive enough in the red zone. You know, Allen took that shot to the end zone. I don't know why he did that. He had digs wide open on the crossing route. Would have been a first down. Could have run some more time off the clock. I just don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. And then Bass. Bass joins the list. I was I was telling Bryce about the list. He joins he joins the list, Caleb. He joins the list of Scott Norwood and Billy Cundiff and Blair Walsh and Mike Vanderjack. All those names you don't want to be associated with. He's on that list now. I mean, that was my takeaway. After the game, I was like, they were scared. They didn't they didn't want to actually win it when they could have. They could have won the game. I just I don't know. That that's if you're a Bills fan. You gotta be feeling sick to your stomach. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a tough one, Bryce. What do you got on this one? Oh man. Get down and kiss the ring, baby. Kiss the ring. Patrick Mahomes did it again. When we and when everyone left their offense for dead, Travis Kelsey looked like a shell of himself. We were ready for him to retire. And then they give us this gem in their first in Patrick Mahomes' first road game in the playoffs. 
they make it happen. And if it wasn't for Hardman fumbling out of the end zone, <laughs> they probably blow out the Bills. And, it, and it's more embarrassing. But Buffalo had a chance. And I've been telling you guys, I've been telling you, I've been telling you, Josh Allen, just he just doesn't have it at the moment. He just doesn't have it to, to, to beat the man. He just he just doesn't have it. I'm sorry. He was very, very, very fortunate. He didn't fumble the game away. All the Chiefs had to do is pick it up and they decided to fumble over oh, themselves. Yeah. They, they were yeah. very fortunate. You know, the, the, the turnovers rear its ugly head once again. Uh, he, he was very, very lucky. But I mean, Buffalo, I mean, McDermott, dude, what are you doing? Fake punt. Come on, man. You're lucky Hardman fumbled out of the back of the end zone. Once again, that play becomes very key into you even having a chance in this game. Yeah. It, it, it's sad, man. It's sad. Von Miller, six-year deal. What, $120 million, If I'm correct on that? Yeah. You, know, I'm, you know what he did? It. Two tackles. Only one of them was a solo. That's what, that's what that gets you. I, I mean, it's just... It's inexcusable, man. It's inexcusable. Harrison Bucker had no problem nailing field goals. Two for two. Three for three on extra points. And, and Zach, I know you're kind of low on Bucker. But, but I mean, he I makes he's it overrated, happen. But I, he's, he made it happen. You know, yeah, he's okay. Overrated. Okay. That's, I mean, look, was that not a great... That wasn't a great look for Bass. But Bass does not... I mean, bad timing. But I'm not going to sit here and... I'm not, I'm, about, we, I'm not hitting on Bass, kickers, but, but I'm kicker. saying like, like Bucker is like one of the more trusted playoff kickers we've seen in a while. Like, do you, do you, when Bucker runs out there, do you say, oh man, I don't know about this one. Yes. Dude, I, I'm just no, I'm warning you. you this, all those guys <laughs> I mentioned, <laughs> all those guys I mentioned on the list, guys, after those famous missed kicks, they are basically done. Yeah, cooked. Absolutely. I forgot They're to mention cooked. Cody Parkey. Like Cody Parkey yeah, is double doing. Gone. Where's he selling insurance? You know, Scott Norwood gone. Vanderjack went to the Cowboys. Sucked even more. Right, Blair Walsh gone. Like these guys just disappear. It's like, is that going to happen to Tyler Bass? Who I agree, Caleb. He's a great, he's a good kicker. I wouldn't have expected a miss from him. There, I I, I absolutely did not. I yeah. absolutely did not. And, and I feel, is he going to fade away like all those other guys? Before that game, I would have felt more comfortable with Bass than I would have Bucker. Like, I mean, I just, I thought oh, I Bass disagree. was, disagree. you know, I, I'm not a, I've never been a huge Bucker guy. When but, it, but when have we talked about Bucker? When have we ever brought up, oh man, Bucker, you know, he sucked today. Fair. Right? Fair. Fair. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. that's fair. That's, that's a good fair. Point. Yeah. That's a good point. It's, it's, yeah. And now we but, really haven't talked about Bass that way. This is the first time, but we're, we're here talking about him. Sure. So, I mean, it, it, Kansas City, it's just, they, they, they just seem to put it together in all three phases somehow, some way, and they did it again. And this could have been a way different score. And Zach, you're right about the options, or, or Caleb, I think you mentioned the options. One game game, as Zach likes to call him, cut, cut. You didn't play, right. and they, I didn't even miss you. I didn't even miss you. Shakir Balls. No. Now, I think you need somebody a little bit better yes. than Shakir. Yes. Right? He's yes. definitely a good number three. Nice little slot receiver. 
But I mean, Gabe Davis, he's a free agent. I would let him walk. See ya. Agree. He doesn't start anywhere else. Literally doesn't start anywhere else. Guaranteed. I'm serious. I'm dead serious. So I mean, this is this is embarrassing for Buffalo. This is bad. You had every advantage possible. You had everything. Sure, you were a little banged up, but who isn't? And you know, if Josh Allen really wanted to win that game, he could have. Because the way he runs the football right now, he's acting like a freaking running back. So if he really wanted to win that game, he could he could have won the game if he wanted to. I just don't oh, think he has it. Oh god. And the thing, I, it's like, then do it. I, then do it. I don't I, Allen is not on my first food. Like he's not one of the first things I think about in regards to this loss. He's just not. Why why shouldn't it be? Well, I'm focusing on He played a nice game. He played I'm a really focusing, good game. I'm focusing on two things, right? I'm focusing okay. on the coaching decisions of McDermott, right? I'm following, I'm following on the okay. coaching decisions of McDermott, the front office, the front office. You, you mentioned it with Bond Miller, the defense, you know, the fact that this team is, you know, paid a lot of money to some guys and they simply options. not delivered. The receiving options have not been there. Now, look, I, I the argument to, I, that, that does sound like excuses and clearly Allen has not gotten the job done and over the top. You know, if you're Buffalo, you're not going to do much better than Josh Allen, a quarterback. That can't, that can't be the. That's not the problem. You can't make that the problem, right? How many teams would kill to have Josh Allen as their quarterback? Sure, twenty, a lot, twenty-five. A lot. No, I agree you know. with you. So it's like it's it's tricky because I agree. I I I see what you mean. I do think at the end, certainly there was a moment there for him, like one of those career moments that, like sometimes you see with players that was definitely there for him for the taking and, and it, it did not show, but you know, look, I it's, it's certainly a team that, I mean, the window could be closing. The window could be closing. I um, agree. You I, know, I, I wanted to talk about that a little bit. The window could be closing. Look, you brought up the front office and you're looking at, you're looking at the, like, seems like all the good quarterbacks are in the AFC, right? Besides like Hertz or Dak, but I don't put them in the Josh Allen category. So if you're looking at AFC only, the Bills have overall, do they have the fourth best quarterback? Mahomes, Lamar, Burrow. I'm taking all three of them over Josh Allen. Well, and who knows what Herbert looks like with a new regime. And CJ Stroud. Probably going to look even better next year. Would be Aaron Rodgers is back. Who knows? Andy maybe the, back. Maybe the Pats are frisky. Who I knows? Zach, but I'll let that go. I mean, you're you're on. Anthony, you're on Anthony it. Richardson's back. You're on Anthony it. Richardson's you're back. you're you're. No, but like, look, I, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, it's look, some, your guys' QB rankings might not be yeah. what mine are, but sure. I mean, I'm taking. Mahomes, Burrow, and Lamar over Josh Allen right now. And I like Josh Allen a lot. I mean, I've defended him, but like, are you going to beat one of those three guys? Specifically Burrow and Mahomes because they have beaten you in the playoffs. You know, Joe Burrow came up there last year and kicked your ass. Still Rivers. Mahomes has owned you. He's Phil Rivers. I mean, that's what it's... That it's seems weird. like a trajectory. It doesn't feel like As that. of now. 
but it, it, but it, well, I think I but think it, he's but better right. than Philip Rivers. I, but that's what because everyone's on is. him because everyone's on him and and they hype him up and they think that yeah. I, I mean, I I mean I don't know because he's got the star receiver. You know, he's got a decent running back. It just I, I don't I don't know I don't know what else to say. I just don't I think mean, he what has this front office it, actually done. You know what has this front office actually done besides trade for Diggs? And I think James Cook is a, is a I think James Cook is a great piece. They just refuse to use him. I thought they did as often as they, they should. I thought they did pretty well in the Th- this I, game. They did, but like all season, like don't even why even put yourself in a position where you're fighting for a playoff spot and you're putting it all on Josh Allen. And let me tell you something: Josh Allen took some very very hard hits yeah. in this game. Yeah. Very yeah. hard hits. And I know it could be the last game of the season, but those add up, man. You are not, I'm telling you, one of these times he's going to take it and he's not going to be able to get up. And, and he could be lost for a season. I, I just hate the way they're using him, too. I, I, I absolutely hate it. Just hate it. Yeah. I mean, look, with Josh Allen, I think he is good enough that your baseline as a team is 10 wins, right? Like, if I have Absolutely. Josh Allen as my quarterback, I'm getting 10 or 11 wins. And like Caleb said, half the league's going to kill for that. But can I beat those three guys I mentioned? Not to mention, you know, Bryce said Herbert. Yeah. Uh, Stroud's yeah. going to be better. Yeah. You know, maybe a, tri- maybe a guy like Trevor Lawrence gets better next year. You know, gotta, you got to think about all here. these yeah. things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, is Josh Allen going to be good enough? And are you going to, is this front office going to be able to put better receiving specifically wide receiver options around him. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they, they have a lot of questions. There's no doubt. Uh, and they're going to have to answer those. And, and Kansas city uh, just continues to, to, to plow through uh, and have success. And, you know, that is the, you know, I guess we'll, we'll get into the, the NFC and the AFC games that, that are coming up on Sunday back to back. Um, you know, we, we got Chiefs Ravens to start, Lions Niners, um, in the second start. Um, you know, Chiefs Ravens, you know, obviously the Ravens are the number one seed at 13 and four, Kansas City at 11 and six. Um, I guess probably something I was thinking about discussing this game. Really curious for your opinion, actually. You know, is you, you've kind of talked about, you know, the, the running styles that, you know, in the way that Lamar can be used in the run game and, you know, the effectiveness that it has, you know, how much he can, you know, get hit, et cetera, et cetera. What are you wanting? What are you wanting to see from him against this Kansas city defense? You know, that maybe you didn't see from Josh Allen or maybe that, you know, you think could, you know, he could take advantage of if you feel like they handle it in the right way. Well, I think the thing about the thing about Lamar Jackson is he's gotten a lot better with this, and I respect him for it. He's gotten a lot better of not taking those hits that Josh Allen continues to take. Lamar is a shifty. He's always been a shifty runner, but the reason why he's gotten hurt the past couple seasons and not been there for his team when they make the playoffs is the the tackles that he's taking because they're they're going for the ankles. They're wrapping up the ankles, they're wrapping up the legs, and he has done a better job of just giving himself up. That way he's not absorbing these hits 
or taking some fluke tackle around the ankle and it just turns it, you know, really hard. And, and it was kind of demonstrated against Houston. Honestly, there were a lot of times that he made some really smart play. You know, getting out of bounds. He, he's got, you know, he can try to make a move, but if he doesn't make that move and he gets caught, it could turn badly for his team. And he's done a lot better with that. So, but I will say this Chiefs defense hits hard. They run fast. They hit hard. Willie Gay's uh, status is up in the air. That's a big part. Uh, He was supposed to be spying Josh Allen. Once he left the game, Josh Allen is a little more free to run. I think if Willie Gay is not playing in this game, I think that's advantage Lamar. But I, I... it's just, it's the option. It's the run. It's the RPO that you have with, with Lamar. Think about that likely touchdown uh, in, in the Houston game, right? That was, he had a running back to his right. He, he snapped the ball, running back took off horizontally, east-west. And Lamar looked like he, he kind of rolled out like he was going to run or he could even pitch it. And then he kind of pulled back and he threw, uh, you know, a great ball to likely that he just mossed Derek Stingley Jr., who's an excellent corner. Uh, but Stingley had no chance. Uh, so, I mean, that's the type of stuff that you have to be aware of. But here's what I know. And you guys know this. I've mentioned this on here once the playoffs started. Steve Spagnolo, his defense plays different in the playoffs. Yeah. He's been there. Yeah. He's done that. He's got titles <laughs> under his belt, not just with Kansas City. But with the New York Giants, so but but Lamar is a different animal. It's not like something that we've seen that comes across very often. Not even Michael Vick was doing this kind of RPO stuff. That really wasn't around back in the early 2000s. So I think it'll be very interesting how they match up, how they plan to contain Lamar. You know, if that D line can create some pressure and contain Lamar in the pocket, that's where you're going to have success. But that's easier said than done, as we've seen. Zach, I'm kind of flipping it over, uh, talking about the Chiefs offense against the Ravens defense. This is an offensive line that um, I'll just say it uh, nicely. You've been uh, quite critical of uh, in terms of their tackle play specifically. Look at your face and Jawan Taylor and uh, and and Donovan Smith, and and certainly when you look at this, you look at this Ravens defense in particular. You know, this is a group that you know is one of the best in the league, and and has linebackers who could potentially attack that unit. What do you kind of see from the Ravens defense and Chiefs offense, and you know how those match up and and go against each other? Well, Taylor and Smith suck, and they've sucked all season. I'm not going to apologize for that. Uh, I don't know how Jawan Taylor wasn't called for a holding. Uh, I mean, I thought that was a given. I, I don't think he was called for a holding against Buffalo. I don't. I don't. And you're, you can't tell refs. me he didn't hold. Blaming no, I'm just saying. No, he's saying, not I'm blaming saying, refs, Bryce. I'm not blaming refs. I'm just saying, like, you're telling me, you're going to look me in the face and tell me Jawan Taylor didn't hold anybody all game. No, he's the most penalized player in the league by a wide margin, I think. Okay. So, and if you know, the Chiefs possibly seems likely they're not going to have Joe Thune. That's a massive mass. deal. That's massive. He was an all pro. He was an all pro. First team all pro. That's I massive. I mean, that. That is a massive, massive deal. Okay, yes. and you're not going to go. You're not going up against the Bills front, who 
you know, the Bills front is good, but it's not oh, littered it's not, with it, no. It's not littered with Pro Bowlers and All Pros everywhere you look. You know, and Mike McDonald's not calling the defense in Buffalo. And you don't have the linebackers that that Baltimore has. It's just not having Thune is gonna be a different animal for them. And yeah, I agree with that. Look, I mean they're gonna overcome it. They're you know, they're gonna it's not gonna be you know, it's not gonna be the deciding factor in the game as to whether the Chiefs win or lose, in my opinion. But I mean, it's gonna play a big a big part because I mean, you're not gonna have your open, you're not gonna have your best lineman. I mean, it's just that's yeah, a massive deal. I, yeah, it's it a is massive a massive deal. deal. And when the only playoff game the Chiefs have ever got blown out in was the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay, and it's because, well, refs number refs, one and refs. number two, their old line got dominated because they were injured and. They just they they got absolutely dominated the line of scrimmage. So if I listen, listen to this. Real if quick. I'm Baltimore, listen. like I am, I am salivating. I am salivating. It'll be a long, long day for the tackles. Well, well, Zach, let me let me add on to this. Let me add on to this from Next Gen Stats. Ed Oliver against Joe Tooney. They matched up thirteen times individually. Zero pressure. Wow. Zero pressure. Yeah. Now you have. Matabike in that defensive yeah. line who has been absolutely giving the Ravens a breakout season yeah. um, animal, you know, just, yeah, an absolute killer in there. So clowny Renaissance, <laughs> the clowny's on possibly. I mean, look, they, they, this is going to be, it, it's going to be a big time game, heavyweight game. Uh, no doubt, no doubt about it. So much we could talk about so much we can get into. Um, You know, I guess in terms of, uh, well, we'll just do predictions now. Yeah, yeah give it to me, game. man. Let's hear it. I I know who you're picking. I guarantee you don't. Fan. Fan. Kansas City. HQ. Oh. Oh, a little reverse psychology, huh? No, Kansas City. A little reverse psychology Kansas there? City. Kansas City. Why? Yeah. Why? I, you got to beat the man to beat the man. Oh. <laughs> Taking my little quote there. Huh? You got you to gotta beat the man to beat the man. I mean, look, do I think, do I think, I mean, do I think in Lamar's case, I mean, this is his, he's not like Al. I don't think he's had as much battles with Mahomes. You look back last time the Ravens played the Chiefs was in 21. So it's been a while. I mean, I don't necessarily look at it the same way as I do Josh Allen or even Burrow for that matter. Uh, The matchups haven't been as frequent. Um, But I, at this point, I, I, I'm going to back the team that I predicted in the preseason to win a Super Bowl uh, and the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm going to stick with that. Uh, I'll take the Kansas City Chiefs over the Baltimore Rams. Interesting. Okay, Zach, let's hear it. It's going to be an awesome game. All right. I mean, it's, it's going to be a heavyweight matchup, like Caleb said. you got the two best quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion. Uh, you know, I did have Joe Burrow second to Mahomes. Um, after Lamar this year, I had to put him second over, over Burrow. So we got Mahomes and Burrow, or Mahomes and Lamar one and two. Uh, and I love Burrow. You guys know that, but I had to put, I had to give Lamar that respect. Lamar, one of my favorite players to watch. 
You like me too, aren't you? <laughs> I get it. I get it. You can't do it. I get it. I get it. I'm taking the. I'm taking the Ravens. I'm taking the Ravens. Oh, you're taking the Ravens. Okay, okay. okay. I'm taking taking the Ravens. Look, look. I I have the balls, all right? I am going to sit here and take the Ravens. I am going to sit here and pick against the Chiefs because somebody has to. We can't all three do it. We can't all three do it. Why is that? We did it last week. We can't. We did it last week. We can't. We did it last week. Well, yeah, but the Ravens are not the Bills. Come on. So, I mean, in my opinion, the Ravens have been the best team in the league all season. I, I they've agree. done nothing. I agree. They've done nothing but kick ass against good teams. I'm not saying they're going to kick Kansas City's ass because they're not. But <laughs> I think I think the Joe Thune thing is a, it's a huge deal, dude. I and agree. you know, the national media is going to sit there and talk about it because the only time they talk about the offensive line is when one of them's hurt. That's all they do. I'm just. I'm ta- I'm taking him. Uh, it feels like the year of Lamar is what it feels like to me. You know, and we kind of had this in the NBA uh, last year with Jokic. It was just like, okay, it's Jokic's year, right? He's gonna win. <laughs> He's gonna. They're finally gonna get over the hump. It feels that's what it feels like to me with the Ravens. Mm-hmm. It just feels like, you know, Lamar's gonna put himself in that group with Brady and Burroughs, the only guys who've ever beaten Mahomes in a playoff game. Very exclusive group. I just, you know, and here's a question, a legacy question. Okay. And I think I asked this to one of you. I don't remember who I asked it to. So Lamar has an MVP. He's going to win his second one this year. If he wins the Super Bowl and Super Bowl MVP, is he a lock it down Hall of Famer? I say yes. Mm, probably. 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 Yes. I mean, if Eli Manning makes it, you should, yeah, he should make it. <laughs> well, I mean, isn't that crazy? Like, this guy's only been playing since 2018. You know, he's not even 30. Well, I'm, like, I'm, I'm assuming we get about more about years. I'm assuming Patrick. we get. Yeah. You could. You could. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, like. Listen, I mean, that's that's the kind of stakes that, like, if you think about it that way, that's that's what that's, that, those are the kind of stakes we're talking about, where basically we're saying to Lamar, if you win two games, you're in the Hall of Fame. You I mean, think it's, it sounds it's a crazy so way easy. To think about it. Yeah. It's a, it's a crazy, but, but that's what it is. If you win these next two games, you're Hall of Famer. Right? I just, yeah. it's a weird um, way to think about it. But I'm picking the Ravens. Uh, the year of Lamar rolls on. Bryce, uh, do we need to get into how much who you're going to pick here? No shockers here with you, Bryce. No, we actually do. We actually do. Because no, the table has been it. set. The table has been it. set. Okay, the table has been set. No way you're going to do this. No there, there, way. I, Listen, I call him how I see him. Okay? No. I am very much an advocate of you have to beat the man to be the man. In the great words of Ric Flair. And the table has been set for this to happen. The defense is elite. Lamar is looking good. I do worry about the receiving options. I do. 
in a way, if we're throwing to Aglor in the biggest game of the season, you deserve to lose. However, Mark Andrews is going to come back for this game, it appears. I don't see why I... But I, I swear to you, I swear to you, if Patrick Mahomes wins this game, I will never, ever, ever pick against Patrick Mahomes ever again. But I am going to pick the Ravens for this game. <laughs> I am. I, I will say, like I said, billion year. I, I don't see why you can't pick them. I, I mean, the, wow. they have everything. The, the Chiefs put it together for the game against the Bills. Wow. Okay. That is the one game that I've seen them be consistent. But I didn't think Buffalo was up to snuff to even beat them. The Ravens are. If they don't beat them, Mahomes owns the entire NFL. I'm sorry. They own the entire NFL. And it's a joke that you guys can't figure out how to beat Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes just is that good. If he wins this game, I don't see how you guys can't, can't stare me in the face and be like, that's my GOAT. Because if he wins this, he, his GOAT case gets even bigger. Tell me I'm wrong. Well, Tell me I'm look, wrong. If you wanna, I can't believe if you want to talk. I just if you want to talk it. legacy, you know, we talked Lamar it. legacy, talk Mahomes legacy a little bit. Wow. Where would that rank for you on his list of accomplishments if he goes on the road, beats Allen, goes on the road, beats Lamar, gets to the Super Bowl with this? Just under the Super Bowls. Awful, awful receiving core. Just, just under the Super Bowls. I, I, I'm serious. I, I don't know. I don't I mean, see that's how you, I would put it. I, I don't see that's how you guys can look me in the face and be like, dude, he's not one of the greatest players ever to play this game. If I have him as a top. Five, no. What? Top 10 I have already? Top 10 quarterback right now. Yes. Yes. Of all time. I have top 10 Does that ever. move him into top yes. five if he, if he wins this game? If he wins the Super Bowl, I might. Yes. Agree. Yeah. Agreed. If he wins the Super Bowl, I'm serious. I'd put him I'm telling five. you, if if the Ravens don't win this game, I'm never picking against Mahomes ever again. And I'll be wrong if he loses playoff games. That's, I don't care. Do you I don't think care. Bryce, what do you think I'm doing? <laughs> yeah, you've been burned. You because yeah, you've exactly. already learned. I haven't exactly. learned yet because exactly. I've been picking him. Exactly. Exactly. I'm picking the Chiefs. I would be happy. I would be happy. I would be happy to be wrong. If, if the Ravens lose, I'll be happy to be wrong. I'll come on here and eat it happily. And then I will shove it in your face. I'm, this is why I don't stick with Lamar. No. This is why. This is it. This <laughs> not is, on mine. This is exactly not on mine. Not on mine. Not on mine. Not, 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 I'm not hearing it this week. I'm not hearing it this week. That's I'm fine. Week. That's fine. I'm supporting Lamar this weekend. But I I, I do believe wow. Patrick Mahomes is that guy still. I'm not doubting him. Right. I'm doubting the team around him. Lions, Lions, Niners, Lions, Niners got a big one in the NFC Conference Championship. Um, you know, a game that certainly the San Francisco 49ers have, you know, been right on the right on the tail end of it, right around that Super Bowl chase. And, uh, you know, they got, I mean, we, we've talked, I mean, we mentioned a lot about it. Zach talked about it. I don't want to do a huge preview thing. We didn't, we didn't do a ton of that with Ravens. Uh, we did a, do a ton of that with Ravens Chiefs to save that. Um, I, <clears throat> I this is what I've wrestled back and forth. Um, I'm gonna take the Niners. I I just am. It's a home game. 
You're unbelievable. I'm trusting the defense. Uh, I'm trusting defense. I just am. And I think they'll do just enough, just like they did against Green Bay, to win. But I absolutely, positively believe it will be closer than a seven-point spread. Bryce, what do you have on this game? I totally agree. Um, This will be closer than a seven-point game. In fact, I'm taking the Niners. Just to get that out of the way. But this will be a very fun game. This is going to be a tough earn it game. Dan Campbell would love to make this a dirty, low scoring game. Yes, he would, would absolutely love that. Like a smash mouth. Yeah. Like McCaffrey versus Gibbs Montgomery yeah. battle. Like that would be fantastic. Debo status up in the air. I believe he'll do everything he can to play in this game. Um, if he does, changes the dynamic. If he doesn't, also changes the dynamic. For Brock Purdy, Ayuk becomes that much more important, but I think the X factor is going to be George Kittle again. He just creates matchup night nightmares. Caleb, I know you hate Anzalone. Well, Anzalone may end up on Kittle and give me Kittle to win that battle 10, 10 times out of ten. So, yeah, that's a good. It's, that's fair. I I am I'm looking forward to both these games. In my opinion, I think we have the four best teams, and that excites me so much. Hmm. It really does. Yeah. But give me the Niners to win. Give me a Ravens Niners Super Bowl. Uh, I would be excited to watch that game. Zach. Give me the Lions. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. You don't get no. to do no. that. Bryce, you are Bryce has this. No, you picked no, the Rams no, to beat them in the first no, round. You clown. No, no, you're no. a clown. You're a clown. Bryce now, has now this, this narrative that no, I'm anti-Lions. It's just not. It's not true. It's the truth. It is the truth. Well, let let him let him answer this then. Let him let him answer this then. Let her answer this then. Let him answer this. What has changed in the last two weeks to make you feel comfortable picking them against arguably the best team in football? The way the 49ers played last week. <laughs> I, I, you, I, you, yeah, you, uh, I agree, bro. I agree. I don't think it's yeah, right I, either. No, that's fine. I agree. No, it's, it's, uh, no, no, you picked the Rams. You, did, you didn't even let them be Sure here. I did. No, sure you, I did. I, a man can't evolve, Jane, Bryce. I'm here. I just think it's incredible. I, I'm sure. It's incredible. It's incredible. I've, you're you're not allowed back on the train. Year. I've been not, on them. You're not allowed to be on the train. <laughs> well, I'm picking them. <laughs> well, yeah, that's I'm fine. Picking. We don't accept it. Look, look, talking. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Talking, you know, from a coaching perspective, <laughs> oh, I think the Lions, funny. if the Lions, I said this on BSF, if the yeah. Lions get out to a quick 7 nothing, 10 nothing start. They're going to win the game. They're going to win the game. I'd even go as far as this. If the Lions score first, they're going to win. I just feel like it's going to be that kind of game. If if the 49ers have to play from behind at all, wow. let alone wow. from a, a 7 to 10 point deficit, wow. do you trust them to do it two weeks in a row, this time against a better offense, in my opinion, Aaron Glenn, if Aaron Glenn beat Sean McVay, why can't he beat Kyle Shanahan? Or Chaney? 
Why can't he? If he beat Dave Canales, who's getting a coaching look, so why can't he beat Carl Shanahan? I just that wouldn't help you know, your case. I want you to understand gonna, that. That would not help your case. <laughs> I do want you to understand that if Eric Glenn was able to put together a defensive game plan against Kyle Shanahan, this is a bad look for you on many levels. I want you, I want you to understand that. I want you to understand that, Zach. It's, well, you it's no, a bad look. You don't look get to comment you. on Shanahan. You don't get to comment on Shanahan. Pardon? You get to comment on Pardon? You were talking about Shanahan. If, okay, no, I did not. Was not going to fire I him. I on Glenn. You said I just said there's a conversation that would happen that would be um, fair to happen. Um, yeah, it would be like that. It'd be like that. And whoever brought up the conversation would be fired. <laughs> okay. But anyway, Aaron Glenn, like, I'm just saying, if he can beat Sean McVay in a playoff game, why can't he be Sean McVay? Or why can't he be Kyle Shanahan? That's all that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So it's gonna be the Super Bowl of Destiny. It's gonna be the Lions exercising however many years of demons and incompetence finally breaking through to their first ever Super Bowl. It's gonna be the year of Lamar exercising his playoff demons, taking Baltimore back to the Super Bowl. Ravens Lions. Super Bowl. Well, I thought I would never have predicted this. I would never have predicted that I would be the one on Kansas City. I would never have predicted Zach going against the Lions after basically dismissing them before the playoffs. And Zach, you so did. (laughs) And I would never, I would, would you did. And I will, and, and I, I just would never have guessed any of this, but that is, that is okay. That is why we have a podcast. That is why these people are going to be very excited about this podcast. Um, Zach, I know you got something uh, you want to do real quick here. Yes, I have uh before we go tonight, I have a game. I have a game, another game. Uh, I think I've told you both about this. Sales pitch. Okay. This is going to be one of the last NFL pods we do. So I thought let's usher in the off season. You know, teams are going to have to make some decisions at quarterback. They're going to have to make some decisions with the personnel. So let me share my screen here. Oh, Caleb. You disabled it. But basically you have to you have to, I'm going to spin a wheel here and you have to give me a sales pitch. <laughs> you are names. the agent. You are the agent of this quarterback. These are all quarterbacks. Notice the name of the wheel. Wheel, of, wheel of mid. Wheel of mid. <laughs> so the goal here, you have to pitch whichever quarterback it lands on. To an expansion team. Okay. This expansion team's coming in the league. They're the 33rd NFL team. They need a quarterback. You have to pitch one of these quarterbacks who's going to be available. You have to make it convincing. You have to make it convincing. I know we hate a lot of these guys. But I'm going to I'm gonna let Caleb go first because Caleb... Caleb. We got one turn, one turn on the wheel here. One turn on the wheel here. Then we're going to have to. One turn on the wheel. All right. One turn, one turn on the wheel. Here we go. Here we go. 
Spin number one. <laughs> uh, is, who's taking that one? Caleb. Caleb has to pitch. Yeah, Russell his Wilson favorite. Yeah, that's great. To me and Bryce, the team owners. That's great. <laughs> well, hi, guys. Hi, guys. My name is uh, Caleb Boris. I'm the son of Scott Boris. I'm just going to hear to pitch you guys. Uh, <laughs> you know, Russell Wilson, your football team. I mean, look, Russell Wilson, he uh Super Bowl champion. I mean, sure, his last two years not been that great. I mean, absolutely, but let's think about it. Denver mistreated him. They mistreated him. They disrespected what he brought to the team. He uh, he was failed by the organization. The promises that were made to my client were not able to come through. They did not deliver for us. Um, and here we are looking for a new start and a new opportunity. And who's to say that he doesn't come in right here and develop a legitimate, legitimate threat for somebody isn't a guy that could be a, a top of the line quarterback. Shut I mean, up. Maybe, Shut maybe, up. As Shut prime, up. maybe as prime as what it used to be, but who's to say that he doesn't get the job done for you as a starting quarterback? I mean, if you're Atlanta, I mean, why are you not looking at him? His mobility, he, he can throw it deep down the field. I mean, Shut up. Just, Shut let's up. not ignore you're it. Done. Let's not ignore you're this. Done. You're done. <laughs> you're done. You don't even revel, you don't revel in it. Revel in it. <laughs> All right, Bryce, get your pitch ready. Dude, there you I go. Was born ready, baby. There you go. <laughs> yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, I was actually hoping for this one. I was, I was hoping for this one. All right. So you guys know my client, Tommy Cutlets. You know he brings the sweat. He's gonna bring a lot of attention, not only to your brand new franchise. But he's also going to bring loads of endorsements, including a demographic that you may not have out here in the West that you're expanding to. You're going to bring the Italians to Seattle, not Seattle. No, that's NBA to to your new expansion here. Sure. Did they not? And let's be honest. okay? they benched him only because they really wouldn't let him throw the ball. Have you seen the Giants receivers? Have you seen him? Yeah, no one. Uh, washed Darius Slayton, who's been hurt. Sterling Shepard, who's been hurt. Wandell Robinson, who's been hurt. Darren Waller, who was hurt. We're throwing to guys like Jalen Hyatt, who also got hurt. A rookie. Daniel Bellinger. Saquon was hurt. I mean, guys, let's let's look at something. If you give my client an opportunity to throw the football, he's going to create some Tommy Cutlets magic, and everybody will be doing... The little Paisan movement here with their hands. Guys, you have to sign my guy. He's the guy for your new expansion. You have to give him an opportunity. You haven't, you haven't even tapped into the potential. Dable was ready to just tank and get a good draft pick and start over again in the NFC East. Got to give my guy a chance. Good pitch. Good pitch. I'll do mine. Then we get out of here. Hopefully it's not Derek Carr. Let's see. Oh. Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. Well, listen, guys. I mean, how much of a shot did my client really have? I mean, look who's calling his place. Only the best. Only the a guy, best. A guy who's no longer employed. Okay, my guy 
was running plays that were called by a guy who's no longer employed. He's going to be working at FedEx next week. Okay. How much stock can you put into that? How much stock can you put into that? We've had injuries on the front. We've had injuries on the offensive line, right? We've had, we've had injuries throughout. Lots of sacks taken. Okay. And yeah, sometimes he's on the ball too long, Bijan. but he's still, he's still young. We're only going into year three. And you know, it, you know, if you want to bring him on, you know, have sign a veteran behind him to guide him. He really hasn't had one. Taylor Heineke, yes, he's a veteran, but is he experienced? Mariota? Not, not really. Mar- not really? Yeah, exactly. You bring up Mariota. He's had bad influences in the locker room. Marcus Mariota, you know, quit on the team. I mean, what kind of effect do you think that's going to have on a young quarterback like my client? Desmond's a good guy, good for the community, good for the team, good for the locker room. You get him a good offensive-minded coach. You're not going to regret your decision. Desmond Ritter, success in college, it can still translate to the pros. Give him a shot. Didn't you get blown out in the CFP? Give him a shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, once again, thank you for uh, thank you for listening to the uh, the insanity. We'll have uh, we'll have plenty of fun next week discussing the coaches. Mm-hmm.